the Mel Gedroyd Podcast. Well, hey there you, it's Mel G. And this week on my frisky little podcast, we shall be talking about, hmm, Eurovision, of course, going for gold with Henry Kelly. Who am I? And house hunting. Now, if you like the sound of that, then do have a listen to me every Saturday lunchtime from one on magic. There will be more chat, oh yes, and some great songs thrown in for good measure. Hey, listen, it's Eurovision blooming final night tonight. Wow. Let's set all the alarms for that. You're, it's like the World Cup for you, isn't it? Oh. It's like your World Cup. Yeah, I, well, I've, be, I've been out in the hotbed of Kiev all week. Yes. For the old semi-finals. Oh, it's going to be an interesting final game. Do you have a wall chart like you're having a World Cup? Can you do that in for In my a, head, yes. Yes, I bet you do. Of course. I've got to say, Italy looking very strong, and I have to say, I like Azerbaijan. Do you? Yes, I do. Have we got a chance? Lucy. Lucy is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. She's got stage presence. She's got the most incredible voice. She's got amazing range. Who knows, gang? Who knows in in these strange Euro times that we're living in what the reaction from the other juries is going to be towards the UK. Mm -hmm. But I will say this, Lucy Jones, you are a legende and you will be remembered. Oh, that's nice. That's like a, a rousing speech on the eve of the competition. Yeah. But do you think we're probably going to get a kick in by all the other nations? Yes, I should say probably okay. yes. Okay. Let's hope that Ireland, uh, you know, pull out their 10 slash 12 and we'll do the same for you. Deal, yeah? Um, oh, it, it, you never know, Bush. You never know with the Eurovision. It's surprised us in the past. Can you believe it's 20 years it? to the year that we won with Katrina and the Waves? We need to turn... It's a bit like the World Cup with, with England and football. It's been a long time since we were any good, you 20 know? years of hurt. 20 years of hurt. As they sang that song. What was, it, what was the name of the... Oh, three lines. lines. Three lines on, on the shirt. We should do a Eurovision version of that. Let's do it now. Trois lions sur la chemise. <laughs> They're coming home. That's the Dutch. They're coming... We're, we're coming home. We're As, coming home. Any Azerbaijani? We'll come in the, yep, we've just covered all of that. I've made enemies with pretty much everyone. Uh, no, that's very, very strong. I like the idea of that. A sort of mm. 20 years of Hurt song to bring back Lucy Jones tonight, covered in glory. Come on. Can I just ask you, we were slightly, excuse the pun, ribbing you for your waffle jumper last Saturday, yep. uh, for which I now do feel a little iota of guilt. Oh, what what have you done with the waffle jumper? I have to tell you, this is the absolute truth. Producer Louise said she probably wouldn't even give that jumper to a charity shop. Isn't that unbelievable? Isn't that unbelievable? Do you know what's happened with it? I have like um, a... Landfill? <laughs> Landfill. No, it's gone back to the bottom of the deck of my little collection of jumpers and it might not be recycled again for a while. With the camo gilet? Yes, back there with the camo gilet. Okay, so... Because you slagged that one off as well. So we're not going to see the waffle jumper again, or are we? Well, you never know. I might bring it back on a special occasion just to wind you guys up. You know, like when Nick Cotton turns up out of the blue on EastEnders? We'll end an episode and I'll go, hello, Ma. You'll be like, oh, my God. Waffle jumper's back. Waffle jumper, it's a fire hazard. Waffle jumper's back. Please never bring it back. Okay, fair enough. It will never come back. Yeah? Yeah. Did Lofty ever come back? No, he didn't. Make that the waffle jumper equivalent. Right. Lofty being the um, the character on EastEnders. I remember him. He used to yeah. love Lofty. Yeah. He's never done anything since, has um, he? Hello, Tom Watt is a, a, a football pundit. Is he? He's an extreme knowledge on football. Yeah, he's amazing. And he's well, written books. 
I never knew that. So don't you cock a snook at, at Lofty? Okay, with, in terms of things that I didn't know, can I ask you a question, just going back to our Eurovision chat oh, from earlier? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, I would love to be mm-hmm. one of those people that does the scores from the from the home nations. Oh. How do you become one of those people? Where do they get these people from? They the go, juries. Yeah, they go, hello, yeah. uh, hello from Sweden, what a great show you're doing tonight. Oh, one of those people. So one you of want those to, guys. You want to be in vision. Yes. You have to be um, a delegate or an accredited something with the EBU, which is the European Broadcasting Union. It's all very, very official. Wow. The head of the EBU is an amazing guy called Jon Olasand. Wow who always wears the big headphones and his expression never changes. <laughs> Literally, extreme fear, same expression. Uh, elation, same expression. His daughter's just getting married, same expression. He is, <laughs> I think he's Danish, absolutely marvellous. So you have to be in with the EBU, mate. So if I email, what's his name? Jon Olesand. At blueyonder.com. I met him last week, mate, in Kiev. We're oh, very close. Put a word in for you, uh, for me, would you? I'd love I've to got, be I've the... got him on speed bump. Uh, speed dial, I should say. Yo, Noel Assange. I'll, uh, I'll put, I'll put through a little text. I'll say, my mate Bush wants to be on the thing. That'd be amazing. Where you say the thing. Yeah, 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 you're, yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. you're in. I'll do it. Thank you. It's nearly time for my favourite day of the week. It is Bush's Red Letter Day. Yes, there we go. <laughs> Tell me, Bush, what day is it? Today, I know it's a Saturday, but what special red letter day is it? Come on, Bushy. <laughs> Come on, Bush, spill. Did you used to entertain your sister when you were a kid by singing along with TV theme tunes? Well, Always. I bet you did. Always. A little bit of ad living. Never a dull moment on a car trip. Uh, well, do you know what? It's World Leprechaun Day today. Oh, Really? This is right up a producer Louise's alley. She's yeah. from Ireland. Yeah. They love them over there. Yeah. Apparently, are they real? Well, I looked it up, right? So this is an Irish folklore. There yeah. are small mischievous sprites. I love the idea that they might be real. I believe in fairies. Do you believe in yes, fairies? I do. Well, you're going to love this. I've got three facts about leprechauns for you. Right, come on. Fact me up. Fact number one. Good. Although they might not match your initial idea of what a fairy is, mm-hmm. leprechauns are considered part of the fairy family. And like other fairies, they're small in size and prone to mischief. Ah, Now, is it good mischief or is it sort of naughty, pranky mischief? I don't know. Sometimes it's a bit of both, I think, to be mm, honest with you. Nice little mixture. Fact number two. As a way of explaining why there is no record of female leprechauns, and therefore no way to procreate in the traditional sense, some sources claim that leprechauns are the unwanted fairies that have been tossed aside by the rest of the community. Isn't that sad? What a shame. They're all kind of banded together. I, I once uh, I once met uh, a little Irish fairy who had uh, terribly painful feet. He was complaining of his le- leprechauns. Sorry. That is the, that's maybe one Leave of the worst. Space. Leave a space. I hadn't worked it through, Bush. It was work in progress. So he was, he was... Let's just get to the bottom of this joke. He was complaining that his... He had leprechauns on his feet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Was that like a joke you've just made up then? Yeah, it was on the spot. Well, to be fair, considering it's just happened now and you didn't know it was National Leprechaun Day, I'd say it's a good effort. Come on, thank you. Come on, that was all right. Come on. That was all right. Right. I've, I've got one more fact, fact about number leprechauns. three. Here we go. A local businessman claimed to have found evidence of a real <laughs> leprechaun in Carlingford Mountain in Ireland. Where's Carlingford Mountain? Where's that, producer Louisa? I haven't got a clue. Literally shrugging his shoulders. Couldn't care less. After hearing a scream near the wishing yep. well, this is daily occurrence in Ireland, the man found bones, a tiny suit and some gold coins <gasps> near Scorched Earth. Oh, that's a 
adorable. And it's true. Apparently, the evidence is now displayed behind a glass case for visitors to come and see. A little suit and little twinkly shoes. I know the poor little oh, thing. Oh, so cute. Listen, you can go to Ireland, to Carlingford Mountain and go see it. Good. Listen, three extremely good facts. And and I will pass those on tonight when I have my Eurovision get-together. Yeah. I'll embroider them into my own anecdotes and pretend <laughs> that I made them up. Right. Let us do the Poddington of cast. We shall do the Poddington of cast. Post forth with and hastily. We shall do the Poddington of cast. Hey, hey. Bush. What, what have ye? Uh, I don't know why we're... we're talking in sort of medieval language. I'll tell you why we are, right? I was seeing about this the other day. Yeah, go on. It, it, we're into May, aren't we? That's what it is. It's Morris dancing. I want to get into Morris dancing. Oh. Would you like to be a Morris dancer? Yeah. Hell yeah. Does it take a long time to train to be a Morris dancer? I'm not sure that you can actually be a lady and be a... No, there must be Morris... Cha- there must be lady chapters of Morris. No? Really? Yeah. Is that what they're called? A chapter? A cha- I'm, I'm assuming that they're a bit like the Hells Angels. I want to get involved. I want to get Morris dancing. Well, you're from that part of the world. I know. It's, 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 it's rife in the West Country. You can't move from... It's Isn't like it? a paramilitary organisation. Yeah. Everyone's involved. They've got wall daubins and stuff down in Devon as well. Have they? Yeah. I don't like the person in the Morris dancing troupe that carries the stick... With the devil's head on. Have you ever seen that? That's hardcore. Yeah, that's weird, isn't it? Why does he have to turn up with a devil's head on a stick? I don't like that. I it's saw weird. that near my cousin's place near Taunton. I don't like that. Yeah. Don't like that. So, getting to Morris dancing, yes. Devil's head on a stick, no thanks. Let's have a little leprechaun. So yeah. It's like jolly like that on the end of the stick. Uh, let's let's do a bit of podcasting. Right. So, here we go. Question from the Magic Office for you, Mel. Oh, exciting. Oh, oh I love it. I feel like I'm on the spot, but in a good way. Have you ever become obsessed with a TV game show? Yes. Uh, going for gold. Oh, I used to love that show. The heat is on. The time yeah. is right. There's something else. The dam, dam, dam. The dam. Oh, I used um, to love a bit of gold. Didn't they all wave wave at the camera Always. at the start? I used to love that. Always. Hey! Susan Perkins, my uh, my comedy life partner, and I used to watch that pretty much on a daily basis when we were supposedly writing sketches. Oh. <laughs> we were obsessed. Uh, we were obsessed. Lovely Henry Kelly as yeah. well. And also so unfair, because the contestants were made up uh, of different European countries, so you get... Brigitte from Sweden and uh, Hans uh, from Denmark and uh, Giancarlo from Italy Mm -hmm. being asked very, very GB-centric questions. Yeah. Literally things like, who was the Cistercian monk from the 11th century (laughs) that uh, paved the way to Winchester? Yes. (laughs) Is Giancarlo going to know that? Not necessarily. Not necessarily, no. But there's an outside chance that Dave from Chingford might... (laughs) It was always very, very geared towards GB, and that we enjoyed. How about you? Oh, Game show? Game another show? unfair show, actually, I was a big fan of, and that was Blockbusters. <sighs> Someone explained to me the other day Brilliant. why it's it's fair that it's 2v1, but I can't remember what the actual scientific explanation oh, is. of course it was 2v1. Because it was 2v1. So how, in any way, is that fair? My friend Ben Moore won Blockbusters. Did he? He was doing his A-levels at the time, wow. and he got the um, complimentary bag, and he got the trip to Europe, I think. You got some good kit. You got yeah. some good kit if you won Blockbusters. Busters. He won the Busters, man. Oh, man, he must have done the gold run. Yeah. It's a very yeah. finite number of people in this country alive today that have done the gold run. Oh, what was the theme tune again? I've got um, Going for Gold on, on the brain. I know, yeah, you've like taped over the theme Da-da-da. tune. With... What was Blockbuster's theme? 
Did a blockbuster. Oh no, that's the song. Going for gold. It all goes back to going for gold. But people used to do the dance. You remember the people used to do the blockbusters dance? Oh, so students used to do it. Good. I love it. Busters just after sort of neighbours, wasn't it? Yeah. Bit of neighbours, then the busters. Those were the days. Oh, heady, heady days, my friends. How's your week been? Thank you very much, Mel. My week has been good. My week has been house hunting. <gasps> Exciting time. Oh, clear the mental decks. I love, I love anything to do with houses and house chat. Come on. Now, I remember many moons ago on this show, yeah. uh, you telling us that you uh, enrolled to have a look around someone's house, even though you weren't in the market to Absolutely. buy. Absolutely. Which is the high point of nosiness, and I love you for that. I, I, and, and it led to about 50,000 calls from that estate agency oh, yeah. that I went through. And also unrelated estate agencies. How do they even know? I don't know. I was pretty livid, but it was totally brought upon by myself. But, but Bush, it's all about you. Tell me. Tell me everything. Well, I, I'm starting to get... I'm starting to understand where you're coming from with this because we've been looking around other people's houses oh. with the house hunting thing. And I think I might be getting addicted to it. Oh, I love looking around other people's houses. Did you at any point leave the party? So there's there's normally you plus an estate agent, let's mm-hmm. say, maybe your partner or friend or whatever. Did you did you form a splinter group so you could just have a look at the stuff in the house? I do. I always veer off. Don't have, I don't because I, I feel like I can't look properly if you stood there with the estate agent. Exactly. So I want to go it's and have a look, look around myself. But I, I kind of am becoming obsessed with seeing what some of the things that people have got in their houses. Yeah, the photos. Some of the things. Yeah, the photos. Can you create a story from what yeah. you see in the photos? Fascinating. Like, for example, the house we saw the other day um, opened a door to what I thought was going to be a little box bedroom the fella in there had made his own train set world <laughs> high no. up waist level no entire little British county with trains running around it and electrics and he painted the sky in the background on the wallpaper how brilliant made, I felt like a giant when I was stood in there it was unbelievable um, and did it have little um, people little yeah. figures oh how amazing little tiny um, cotton wool clouds little tiny people he got plastic cows in there and stuff as well it was unbelievable did you have a go I really wanted to have a little go at did it did you have a bit of zzz- See if the lights go on and off. Oh, were there signals and everything and stations and Everything that works. Amazing. So, back to the train set. Mm-hmm. I should explain if you missed the bit before. Uh, Bush looking for a house. Yeah, he's house hunting. And he opened a door. Thought it was going to be a cupboard. Uh, he probably knew it wasn't going to be a cupboard <laughs> because the door opened outwards. Yeah, yeah, he knew. He knew. And he entered train set world. Wow. Did you say anything to the estate agent about Trainset World? Well, I was just really impressed. I was just like, it made me think, right? Previously, it wasn't that interesting in that house. But I liked the idea of making him an offer for the train set and getting into it myself. Oh, Big up gosh. to anyone listening to the show right now who's into train sets. John Driscoll, our very, very dear friend. John Driscoll is obsessed with all things train. Mini- I love it. Miniature and and big size. And it's also kind of the uh, going back to the lost British art of model making and yeah. stuff as well. But I saw other weird stuff. We Love saw other it. houses. Um, there was a, a, one house that had a room full of masks that they collected from abroad. You can't put an offering on that house. No, it's You a bit can't, weird. can you? You just can't. Can't do it. It's a bit voodoo. Why would people showing their house I know. to potential uh, vendors, no, the other one, buyers, <laughs> Yeah. 
Why would they have masks? I know. That would be an off-put, wouldn't it? Those scary kind of Venetian masks. Oh. That's what they were as well. I mean, there was another house that had porcelain dolls in it. Oh, no. But this is it. This is why I'm getting addicted. I'm I'm loving the fact that you can go behind the closed doors of the British public yeah. and see what people have got going on in their houses. Were any of the people in or were all the houses uh, un, uninhabited at the time that you saw them? Because that's quite fun when you actually meet the person as well. Well, I, it was that's bizarre. Good. We got showed around by two owners. So oh. it was just... Uh, but oh. It's kind of a bit weird being shown around by the person who owns the house because you can't really pressure. Have, yeah, you, you, you want to have a proper nose around, but you feel yeah, like yeah, you yeah. can't. And had they done the thing where they put the pot of coffee on because that's supposed to make you want to buy a house, oh. or have bread baking in the oven? Was there any of that going on? None of that going on at all. But oh. I tell you what, I tell you one thing that I've come away from in my first week of house hunting, and just I didn't realise this: uh, the conservatory is yes. alive and well. In the United Kingdom. Oh, is it? Lots of conservatories oh, going on. Oh, really? I, it makes me kind of want a conservatory. I'm actually really interested. That What does that say about my life? You said the word conservatory. I'm, I'm literally, I'm peaked. I'm peaked. I'm thinking, oh, yes, Ooh, a nice conservatory. I love a conservatory. Right, Bush. You, you, you're, in, you're still in your... your Glastonbury mode, aren't you? I certainly am. Oh, with, yeah. your, with your wacky, the wackiness. It's the uh, third summer of love, Mel. Hey, actually, that should by rights be next year because last time it was 1988. Is that what happens? Does the summer of love come round every 20 years? Does it? Yeah, well, it was 68, then 88, so it should be 2018. And what are the summers in between that? Just kind of summers of hate <laughs> and and general dislike. Oh, okay, fair and enough. And maudlin behaviour. Now, oh, Bush, this is good. Who would be your DVD commentary dream team? Wow, that's cracking, isn't it? DVD commentary dream team. So this is when you can put a special director's commentary over the top of something. Exactly. And you get that special voice. Mm. That, do you know something? Can I just confess something? I've never heard a DVD commentary. No, neither have I, I don't think. No. Why never. would you put that on? Someone talking over the programme. I've got enough problem with my other half, Katie, who talks through everything. And my sister-in-law, Dodie. Yes. Whenever you watch something with her, it's just her voice that you hear. She's chatting through it. It's unbelievable. Especially, especially with programmes these days. Like, for example, trying to watch Line of Duty, yeah. which is very good, but yeah. everyone mumbles. I don't yeah, want to sound like my parents. I know, no, I know. You can't hear what people say. I know, I know, I know. I totally know. Is that us getting older and our hearing getting worse, or is it the style of acting people I do? I just don't, I don't know. Back in the day, I'm thinking All Creatures Great and Small, for example, Robert mm-hmm. Hardy yep. used to literally talk at this volume, even though he was on telly. <laughs> yes. And we could all hear it. Thanks very much, Robert. We know the plot. We know what's going on. Yeah, it was like the old stage type thing. They yes. were. It was a good noise on the drag of that pot. Can you do that one more time? Yeah. Just slid the pot over. Sarsaparilla. Pot goes over. Love that. So, the DVD commentary dream team... With the understanding that we've never had a DVD commentary experience in our lives. I'm going to go for, and this is probably one of the finest commentators of all time, Or even though I haven't watched this sport in years, when I was a little lad, the snooker finals always ah. used to be on the telly. And the way they used to do the commentary yeah. over the snooker was amazing. It's it's sort of 60 a day, yeah, kind of gravelly. And he's going to go up yeah. to the reds. Oh, yeah, yeah. Get the red in here, we set up yeah. nicely for the blue. That's strong. Be good, isn't it? I'd love that commentating on a DVD for something. That's very strong. I think I'd go for going for gold, Henry Kelly. Oh. Yeah, just to bring back those halcyon days of going for going for gold. gold. With that lovely Irish lilt that you yeah, had. Yeah, lovely lilt. Who am I? Was it, was it we used to yes, do? that was one of the rounds. Who am I? Who am I? Who am I? I was born in 1967, where then I invented a 
producer Louise giving me that weird look oh. when I'm doing an Irish accent it's, and I shouldn't. It's, it's the waffle jumper, mate, coming back to haunt you. <laughs> yes, it is, all over oh, again. Who am I? I'm a little known. It was always, I'm a little known. <laughs> little that was always known. the precursor. <laughs> Who am I? I'm a little known Buddhist monk <laughs> from the 12th century. Frank Giancarlo, who am I? As if Giancarlo was going to have a ruddy clue, Henry. Who are you? <laughs> Extraordinary <laughs> stuff. Uh, and apologies for the Irish accents, particularly Bush's. It wasn't as good as mine. Well, that was all very nice. That was all very fluffy and light and lovely and musical and lovely. It's Mel G on Magic. It's time for Tell Mel Yes, you can hear in the voice. We've gone less, ooh, softy, softy, soapy, soapy. Everything's lovely. We're giving you advice here from the tweed bag of no nonsense. You can ask me anything. Let it start. Hey, Mel, it's Christina. My husband always uses his hazard warning lights to communicate with other drivers. Say if he needs to slow down suddenly or to say thank you. I think he's overusing them. Who's right? Christina, I'm absolutely with you on this, my love. Next time, make sure you're driving somewhere near Tony Hadley off of Spandau Ballet. If your husband uses his hazard lights once more, you will find Tony Hadley's face in the driver window pushing something unpleasant into your car. Next! Hi, Mel, it's Anthony. I'm a man who's got a hairy chest. Should I go and get it waxed or wear the fur with pride? Oh, Anthony, on the one hand, I'm attracted. I like nothing more than nestling my face into a man's hair chest, or even a hair's man chest, or even a man's hair chest. We got there in the end, Anthony. What I'm saying is, do this. Have it as a little surprise for somebody underneath the shirt, but if it pokes out over the top of your collar, ooh, beware. Next, please. Hey, Mel, it's Ellie. Sometimes I eat cereal for dessert. Does that make me weird? Ellie, what planet are you on? I like the sound of your voice. You've put me into a sort of trance. Gone are my starchy, tweedy ways, and I'm sort of coming into your world of sort of fantasy and cereal bowls. Hello, I'm Ellie, and I cereal. Cereal is fine, my dear, at any time of day. Morning, noon, night, pre-prandial, post-prandial, whatever it is that twists your melon. Thank you so much for listening to Miss Scrumptioso Little Podcast. Hear more larks like that? Yeah. Every Saturday lunchtime from one on Magic. The Mel Gedroyd Podcast. <laughs>